Hey, Aaron, I know you guys were pointing to this season. You knew you would be really good. Uh, you have been good, obviously. Do you think there's sustaining power? Do you think you guys have got the program to the point where you can sustain this for the next few seasons? Yeah, I do. I mean, we got to prove it, but uh, I do believe that we are reaching a point now where we, we should be a good team for you know, a long time. We've got a lot of good players in this program, young players. Um, most of our best players are returning. And then you look at the young players we have coming off of missions. You know, there's some really good players that played before, as well as some uh, guys that did not play before their missions that were really high on. And then I feel like the last couple of signing classes have been strong. So we're a deep team and um, we should be we should be strong for years to come. With the transfer portal, the new transfer rules, as a position coach of basically one position, are you for or against that? It seems like it can be really difficult. I mean, you get a guy that doesn't get playing time and he leaves. It's happened at Utah, as we've seen. Yeah. How, how, how is that going to impact your life? I don't know how it, how it will impact my life, but I think it's, it's here to stay. And so whether you like it or not, we all just have to learn to deal with it. And, um, you know, I've never been one to try to hold players back from – go into a situation that they think is better for them. Uh, coaches do it all the time. However, I, I do think that uh, it's, it's important to, you know, educate these guys about the fact that, you, you know, you hear about the success stories. Everybody knows about, you know, whether it's Jalen Hurts going to Oklahoma or, or I can't, you know, there's other ones that it works out for. But for every one of those guys, there's five or six that you never hear from again. And so I think um, – that's not just a question. That's a lot of different positions. So uh, I just hope that I'm, I'm, I'm four guys being able to transfer if that's what they want to do. I just hope that players can really educate themselves about the fact that more times than not, just sticking it out tends to work out in the long run. Aaron, I wanted to ask you about this group of seniors and even the juniors like Zach who, who might be looking at heading, moving on. A lot of unknowns in that regard. But what do you feel like the, the legacy of this group of seniors and juniors and, and these guys, what's the legacy that they're leaving um, with what they've been able to do this year? Well, I don't think we can talk about legacy until we find out what happens in this next game. You know, it's, it's a big deal. 11 wins. 11 wins is hard to do and um, being a one loss team is really hard to do. And so we got to go win this game first before we talk about that. And I'm proud of this team. These guys have come a long way. Uh, you know, I, I was part of a new staff, you know, three years ago and most of the guys we're playing with were the same guys we were playing with that first year. A lot of them, uh, even some of them had lesser roles and some of them were starters that started every game like Brady and James and, um, you know, and then you got like guys like Dax and Gunner that were just young, just barely getting their feet wet and Zach, but all those guys have come a long way and, and it's been fun to watch them progress. Um, but we got one more game before we can talk about what all that means. Well, and I, and I kind of mean a more big picture, Aaron, just more like, you know, the, what, what impact they've had on the program with what they've been able to do. Not, not as, not as regards to wins and losses, yeah. but the program itself. Yeah. Well, it's been a special group of guys uh, uh, as far as like their, their willingness to do anything that we've asked them to do. You know, I think anyone who's been paying attention, it was pretty obvious that the first year 
uh, our staff on offense, we were trying to establish a physical identity and to just keep ourselves in the game. To not, basically, let's not screw it up. <laughs> let's let's keep the games close. Let's run the ball. Let's 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 uh, stay on the positive side of the turnover margin and give ourselves a chance. And then last year we opened it up a little more, became a little bit more aggressive, pr- particularly in the second half of the season. Um, we threw the ball down the field a little more and. You know, our record was the same, but we were we were certain and we knew for sure that we were getting better. We saw we saw signs of improvement uh, in certain areas that, you know, maybe sometimes only the coaches see it. But we knew we were on to on to some real progress. And and then, of course, most of those same players returned again this year and they just took another step forward. Um, so and, and of course, now this year we're 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 pretty aggressive offense, and so it's it's been fun to be a part of that process with those players. And I give them all the credit for being willing to do whatever we've asked, and and uh, and also for just getting better every year. I mean, you know, every time you think Dax Milne is as good as he can be, he does something else that just like wow, he just he got he just improved again. He got better. You know, it's it's fun to watch that stuff. The other thing I was going to ask just really quick was just to break down what you've seen. Uh, Central Florida has given up a lot of yards as far as, you know, this season. But what do you see from their defense as you prepare for this game next week? Yeah, well, what I see is that their offense plays really fast. They score a lot of points, and they run a lot of plays. They're probably the fastest-paced team in, in college football. And so because they play such a fast pace, their defense ends up defending more snaps than usual. And so I think some of their stats, some of their stats are a little bit deceptive because of how many snaps they defend. And so I, I think it's it's not wise to look at the point totals they give up or the total yards they give up, um, because they're defending so many snaps in the game. It's just it's a track meet. And so um, you know we we look more at, at matchups, at individual players, at the schemes. And what I see is a, a team that's got a lot of really good players. Um, they 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 play a lot of man coverage and they can cover anybody they play. Um, it's just uh, like I said, it's it's a program thing though that they play a very fast pace and so that puts their defense on the field a lot and and so sometimes those numbers are deceiving, you know. And you contrast that like San Diego State last week was an awesome defense, um, or Coastal Carolina was a good defense, but they had offenses who were grinding the clock and they end up defending a smaller number of plays. And so statistically, sometimes maybe they look better than they really are. You know, it's, it's those two things work together. All right, let's go with Darnell Dixon and Dick Harmon. Aaron, in a normal year, the time between the red shirts and the other young guys, but you don't get that extra time this year. So what effect do you think that might have on the development of those guys? Um, well, that is a good point. However, um, you know, we've had a few weeks this season where we didn't have a game, either whether whether it's a bye week or, or um, um, you know, we had one game that got canceled. But we've had a number of weeks this year where we've been able to get young players a lot of reps. And then the other thing is, you know, we don't announce every week who's out with COVID and stuff. But if you're paying attention, we've played – this team is, we've shown our depth this year. We've played a whole bunch of young players that uh, I frankly didn't expect to see on the field. And, you know, who knew before the season that Miles Davis would play in some games at running back for us, or there's some guys that have played on defense that I didn't expect to get reps this year. And so, 
some guys have actually played in games and, and then other players are getting reps and active throughout the year because our depth has been tested just with the length of the season and the COVID situation. And so I think in the end, we, we will have gotten just as many or more reps for those young players as we would have in a normal bowl season. It just, it just came about in a and little then, bit different uh, way. You guys have had so much success with the walk-on program and guys becoming significant contributors. Who's the, who on the roster is the next uh, Dax Milne or Tyler Algier offensively? Do you think? <laughs> Uh, gosh, that's, that's hard to predict. I mean, Mason Wake is, is, is still a walk on and, you know, he's, he's, uh, probably won't be one for long, but he, he would be a guy who's been a major contributor that deserves to be on scholarship. And, um, yeah, there are several young, young players on this team that, um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably spacing it right now that are walk ons, a couple of receivers, a couple of guys that are contributing on special teams, um, and I'm not sure as much about the defensive guys that are, that are walk-ons, but you'll see. I, I think that's something we do well here: is we find um, we find what guys can do, and we we develop them. And and um, so inevitably, you're going to see more more guys in the future that turn out to be good players that maybe seem like they came out of nowhere, but but we're just working with them right now and trying to get them better. Aaron, uh, thanks for giving us a lot to write about this season. Good job. Uh, thanks. It's been I, fun. I've got to run real quick, but I want to get a question in. Um, Zach Wilson did so many fabulous things this year. What can you do in that uh, quarterback room with Zach or take from what happened with him and apply it to the future with the other quarterbacks? What can they come away from that you can maybe emphasize or help along the way? Well, I, I think the first lesson is that there's no substitute for experience. I mean, the more you play, the more the game slows down and the more you just, you, the more you've seen, the more you react, the, the better you react to, to those situations when they happen again. And so experience is huge and he's showing that this year. And then I think the other thing though, is just uh, learning. I think Zach, what we've seen in Zach this year is just really learning to trust the scheme and trust the players around him to do their jobs. You know, there were times in the past where he was so talented and he had so much confidence in himself. He, he sometimes, uh, you know, tried to make maybe plays that weren't there or he, there were times frankly where the execution around him was not as good as it is now. And so sometimes he had to try to make something happen because someone else is blowing an assignment or not doing what they're supposed to do. And I think this year he's had really good player around him and he's learned that, the plays work and let your players make plays for you. And um, a lot of, a lot of the be best plays he's made this year are just the simple ones, just keeping the game simple, making simple reads. And then, and then, you know, every, every game, there's a few spectacular things. He, he's, he's a great player and he'll do some things, but we're trying to get to the point now where those things just kind of come to you in the flow of the game. You don't have to force them. And, um, He's done a great job running our offense, and that's that's the best lesson I want our QBs to learn is that the, the scheme works. Trust the players around you to do their jobs and just keep the game simple. All right, back to Jared. Along the same lines, Aaron, I was just going to ask because, uh, you know, Zach's being talked about as a top 10 pick or one of the top quarterbacks. How much fun is it to have your guy getting that type of attention as far as maybe going to the next level? Uh, it's fun. It's fun. To be honest with you, it, it, uh, 
it's, it's fun at first. And then after a while it starts to wear on you. And I had this conversation with a, a recruit last week who we talked together about how much fun it was to be recruited early. And then as he approached signing day, it was so stressful that he, um, he was miserable. And I think that happens a lot with, I've seen that happen a lot with college players who have decisions to make and who, who maybe, uh, you know, their draft, they, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tension on them. And so at first it's really cool. And then after a while it becomes a grind. And so, but that's part of playing quarterback and it's, it's part of playing quarterback at BYU and, and there's a lot of attention. Uh, you know, Zach's learned the hard way that, um, you know, when things don't go well, you sometimes get more blame than you deserve. And when things, when things are going good, you sometimes get a little more, maybe a little more credit than you deserve. And, and uh, so he's learned really, you know, to, to manage that. And it, but it's a, it's, it's not, it's not always fun. No. I mean, he's, he's uh, he'll, he would acknowledge that I think, but um, he's handled it very well and I'm, I'm really proud of him and, and I've really enjoyed being his coach. How nice is it to be in a situation where whether he stays or goes, you've got a deep room. I mean, you've got a lot of potential guys that could step in if he decides to go or maybe have him return. I mean, that, that's got to be pretty fun to, to look around your room and, and know the potential of the guys you've got there. Yeah, we have good quarterbacks in the room. So whatever Zach decides, I'll, I feel confident that we have a good group and, and um, we'll continue to play at a high level.